it's part of my healing and my journey of doing my work to heal from my old pains gave me access to deeper desire. And so as my desires grew, there was a version of me that I would have to become to have those desires be reality. So if I'm saying, you know, I do want to grow my speaking platform and I want to speak globally, then that's going to be a different version. I can't just wait for, you know, sometimes baby girl tendencies is the use of things coming to you. And a grown woman says, this is what I want and I'm going to put myself in position to get it. Welcome to Real Talk with Ramesha Nicole podcast, where we get real and experience freedom. I'm your host, Ramesha Nicole, an international teacher, speaker, and coach who, after just 10 months of living abroad, paid off over $10,000 worth of credit card debt. However, I soon learned that the journey wasn't about the debt, but that it was a journey of internal transformation. I learned that true debt freedom was in my mind, body, and soul. Now on this podcast, I am on a mission to helping you shift your perspective on debt from the inside out. So get ready, y'all, because it's about to get real. Hello, hello, Freedom Fighters, and welcome to another episode here on Real Talk with Ramesha Nicole podcast. Y'all, first and foremost, did y'all hear that deep breath? And I did say, y'all, I am from Texas. And here in Texas, we say, y'all, if this is your first time ever listening, I'm from Houston, Texas, and we say, y'all, which means you all. I know correct grammar. I'm an educator, have a master's. But today, I am going to say, y'all. It seems as if God has been shifting my life according to themes. And what I mean by that, so there is Ron Carpenter. Every day I get his daily devotional. And there are some weeks where each week he is teaching and talking about, from a different theme rather. And lately it's been seeming as if rather the podcast interview I'm recording or the podcast episode I am releasing is the theme of my life for either that particular week or for that particular month. And this week is no different. Lately, and this is me just being completely honest, completely transparent, God has been telling your girl that she needs to grow up. Yeah, in order for me to go to the next level in my life, it is going to require me to grow up and mature, not only naturally, but in the spirit. And if this is your first time ever listening to the podcast, what I want you to know is that this isn't your typical debt freedom show. In this space, we believe that true debt freedom is in your mind, in your body, and your soul. And that if you are not whole and free in those areas, it not only affects your finances, but infects your finances because the debt is just a byproduct of it all. And today's topic, I am going to be talking to one of my big sisters. I call her my big radical sister, Sharia Jackson. And this conversation was stemmed from our time together last summer when we talked about what it meant for us to elevate or just really her life's journey and how, you know, just being the baby of the family oftentimes keeps us in debt because that 
can often become our identity. And she, one thing she said was that if you're going to go to the next level, you're going to have to go from being baby girl to grown woman. And that conversation stuck with me. And it seems as if God has allowed that to come back to where I am now because he really wants me to grow up. And what I do here in the space is I help us really go through four phases of internal transformation. And for more information on those four phases and how all of that relates to debt freedom, I highly recommend that you go back to many lessons one through four of season one so that you can see how all of this is tied together. And phase two of the four phases is present identity. And I truly believe not only for myself, but for those of you that are listening, that God no longer wants us to have the identity of baby girl, but that he is ready for us to elevate and become the grown, strong women that he has called us to be. So I want to go ahead and read you Sharia's bio. And I don't want to waste any more time because I really want you guys to get the fullness of this transformative conversation that she and I had together. Sharia Jackson serves as a global coach, trainer, and communications consultant with clients on five continents. She is the founder of Shine Army, serving leaders to be seen, heard, and legendary. She is the best-selling author of Boss Bride, the powerful woman's playbook for love and success. Before turning 25, Sharia battled cancer, was downsized from her dream job in the recession, and found out she was the other woman in a new relationship. Her setbacks taught her early the importance of owning our power and creating our life stories. She takes her own advice to star in your life story, which led her to a life that excites her, including interviewing Oprah in the mogul's backyard, teaching at Disney World, and speaking from South Africa to Amsterdam. Sharia is a sought-after speaker known for interactive and informative keynotes. She has been featured by Good Morning America, Business Insider, and Fast Company. She is currently a contributor for Money Magazine and the New York Times. Sharia previously served as Essence Senior Editor, where she worked for a decade empowering millions of women around the world. The National Association of Professional Women named her Woman of the Year. She is a licensed minister and serves at Wheat Street Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Without further ado, here is my conversation with my radical sister, Sharia Jackson. Hello, hello, Sharia, and thank you for being here on Real Talk with Ramesha Nicole Podcast having me. I'm excited to be here. Okay, guys. So just like I do with every podcast episode, I just kind of give an overview of how I know a person. Sharia and I met in summer of 2019. We were in a coaching program together and just her, her light, her luminous, her wisdom, all of that attracted me to her and we instantly clicked. She called a lot of things out of me and for her, I am grateful for that. So sister, thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so proud and excited to know you. And I'm honored to be on the podcast. And y'all, let me just say how I manifested her. So you know how we 
create these vision boards. <laughs> we create these vision boards and you know how you're doing your magazines. And so there was an article that you did during your time with Essence about the Proverbs, the modern day Proverbs 30 day woman. And I didn't know that it was you that I put on my vision board when I was living abroad in Qatar until I met you that summer. Full circle. Keep manifesting, girl. Here I am. Yes. But I love it. She's like, and what's, what are you manifesting next is the question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know just yet. I don't know just yet. But I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful to know you. Thank you, sis. I appreciate it. I'm honored to know you and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Likewise, you you encourage me to be a better version of myself and not to settle for safe. Mm. Yeah. And with that, when we were talking last summer, you and I had a conversation about what it meant to mature and to fully evolve. So why do you think maturity is so important when someone is trying to experience, whether it's financial freedom, emotional freedom, just this freedom as it comes, the whole essence of freedom? Why do you think that maturity is one of the most key components to someone experiencing freedom? Yeah, I love that question. And maturity speaks to growth, right? And so when we think about that, it's essential. There's no creature in nature that can go to the next level without growing. And part of maturing is a season. And so it's a necessary part of elevation. And so I think, you know, particularly shout out to any of the millennials, shout out to any of the the Gen Z behind who grew up with microwaves and you and grew up with Uber Eats and like used to this instant culture. And the reality is your next season won't come that way. It will come through a growth spurt. It will come from you being willing to like a tree, like a plant, like any animal, be willing to shed, to shed the old season to make space for your new. And so many times people want to go to a new season. You want new success, but you're not willing to let go of what you have in your hand. So all maturity really asks of you is to honor the season that you've been in and then to let it go. So you create space for what that next season looks like. Mm, I like how you use the metaphor of shedding skin. And so I take us through what's called the four phases of internal transformation, which were the four phases that I kind of went through during my time in Qatar. And again, listeners, if you haven't had a chance, please make sure you go back to season one, many lessons one through four, as I tap into those four phases. And it's kind of like the metamorphosis process of a butterfly. There is that infamous quote that says that we, by Dr. Maya Angelou, who says that we delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but we don't really know what it's actually gone through to get to where it is. Why do you think that, especially with Gen X and Gen Z, why do you think that we hold on to past seasons? Why do you think we hold on to the past to have such a tight grip on the past, rather? Yeah, and you see that. I mean, you see that in pop culture in such a big way. You see this wave of nostalgia that has taken over the culture for the last four years. And so much of that is from fear. When we're not, we don't, we don't have faith in the future. We will hold on tightly to the past. And we know that for a lot of young people of you 35 and under, you've been through, you lived through a 9-11, you lived through a financial recession, you lived through seeing a presidential candidate win the popular vote and still not be in the White House come January. And so you've been through a lot of radical shifts on the planet. And so it can, if you're not careful, you will lose your, your faith in your future. Then you'll start looking back and all the remember when. And so we don't want to find ourselves emotionally and spiritually being the guy at the class reunion who's wearing his too tight letterman jacket and talking about the playoffs and he uh, his high time is behind him. The most important thing you ever do 
is to reclaim your faith and to say, you know what, I'm believing better is on the way. I remember at my high school graduation singing the best is yet to come. And less than two years from that day, I was diagnosed with cancer and going through chemotherapy and going through radiation. So I had to lean on that. Like, do I truly believe the best is yet to come? And if you believe the best is yet to come, then you're not so stuck in the past and the olden days and how good it was, but you're believing if it was good then, then there's, there's more to come. And so even sometimes in a rough season, when you are reflective and like, Oh, it was better last year. Well, if it was better last year and it's rough now, I'm believing even more is on. And I'm going to say for the things that were good, I'm going to say more is on the way, more more where that came from. And the things that are rough, this too shall pass. But I think it's important that you check in with yourself on where am I most nostalgic. For some people, it might be in your finances. Oh, I used to have more money. For some people, it might be romantic. Oh, it was better when I was with so-and-so. And so you want to check yourself when you're finding yourself being unwilling to believe that better is on the way. Mm, I like that. Mm. Believing that better is on the way, not getting so caught in the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, or, you know, in the Bible, it says that it says to forget about all of that. You know, it, it was good, but forget about that, all of that. It's nothing compared to what I'm getting ready to do. Nothing. Nothing. One of the things that we talked about also was maturity in terms of going from being a daddy's girl to a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like baby girls got to grow up. And yeah, I could see it in you because it lived in me. Like my mama still called me baby girl. Like, and I've had to give myself permission to. And I was a younger child growing up in my family. I had an older brother. You know, I was loved on by my parents, by relatives. I was one of the younger cousins in the family. So you people give you a little bit more. You know, they love on you. Oh, you so cute, and you can really fall in that into being an identity. And if you don't watch it, it can become a crutch because you're so used to being taken care of that you don't, there's not always this sign or this, this breaking news report that says, Hey baby girl, it's time to grow up. I found that for myself in my thirties because I was someone who started my career young. So I was always kind of this young person. I always Mm -hmm. had family. And then in my corporate career, I started working as an editorial assistant at Essence four days after I graduated from Howard. So I was all of a sudden right out of college in a corporate gig. And so I definitely felt you know, kind of always the young girl on the block. I say that to say, if I didn't watch it, if I didn't really give myself permission to say, well, when do you get to build your six-figure, seven-figure business? When do you get to grow up and own your power fully and step up and not always be the young girl, but also just, and also keep pulling other young girls up with you. But I think it was definitely an identity shift and I had to do it in my family. I had to reset our boundaries to say, well, I get to be a, a more responsible person in the family. I get to be a part of important decisions decisions around some of our older relatives. I get to help plan the family reunions. Like I'm not just going to show up and eat the pound cake. There comes a moment for each of us where we have to say, how will I best serve in this season? Mm -hmm. And how attributes of me will best support me to show up fully in where I am in this moment? What clicked for you? Like what was that defining moment that made you say, okay, I, I know I need to make this shift and not be confined to this identity of being baby girl in the family? Like what clicked for you? Yeah. And I think the reality is, you know, there'll be moments where I totally am baby girl, right? There'll be moments where I'm going to still take a piece of food off your plate. So it's not (laughs) like there was this moment of like, you know what, baby girl is done. But if you open your eyes to where you are and get grounded in what do I desire and who will I have to be to have what I desire? 
And so what was happening is part of the growth, we talked about maturity, is part of my healing and my journey of doing my work to heal from my old pains gave me access to deeper desire. And so as my desires grew, there was a version of me that I would have to become to have those desires be reality. So if I'm saying, you know, I do want to grow my speaking platform and I want to speak globally, then that's going to be a different version. I can't just wait for, you know, sometimes baby girl tendencies is the use of things coming to you. And a grown woman says, this is what I want and I'm going to put myself in position to get it. And so mm. I realized if I stayed in baby girl mode, my life would pass me by. And so as I got into my 30s, as I grew professionally, as, you know, life knocks you, I, I, I realized my I had done more work on myself and what I the work, it took me 10 years to figure it out. And I have a new coaching program called Inhale where you can do it in a week. And so mm-hmm. it took me that long to really say, wait, I got to get in the driver's seat of my life. Because another baby girl tendency is you can be used to being taken care of. You can be used to being a passenger. There'll become times or places you want to go that if you don't get yourself in the driver's seat, you won't get yourself there. And so it's really a combination of realizing there were things I wanted and the habits I currently had would not get me there. What were some of the habits that you had then that you kind of had to get rid of? You talked about habits because habits... They like, like you said, those habits are exactly where we're probably essential to you continuing in that. So what were one or two habits that you just finally had to rid yourself of in order for you to evolve in that area? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a couple of them, you know, some of the, a little bit around giving up that passenger mentality. So that passiveness and not waiting for things to come to me, but being proactive to create the life I wanted. Part of that meant I had to be more responsible with my time. I had to be Mm. more intentional learn how to communicate my desires with those in my life and then be honest with myself. And another thing around baby girl is like I had to be responsible, you know, because part of, you know, literally being a baby means I'm expecting somebody else to come take care of me. And being a grown woman means I'm taking responsibility for myself, my happiness and my habits. And so I had to be willing to confront the parts of me that weren't on, that were immature, right? It's like I can't, I'm looking to build a million dollar business and I'm it's and I'm thinking it's okay to be 15 minutes late or I'm sliding into stuff late or I'm you know doing enough to get by. That's not that's not million dollar behavior. And so I had to be willing to confront those parts of me. And part of that was being in more mature relationships. So when I invested in coaching, when I had great coaches, I've completed over $100,000 in personal and professional development. And part of doing that really allowed me to see the habits of world-class leaders. So sometimes you don't even know your habits aren't working till you see somebody operating at a higher level. And you say, well, what's she doing? Mm -hmm. Because I want that lifestyle, then I would have to get those habits to have that lifestyle. So it was really a combination of being honest with myself and then putting myself in rooms, putting myself in conversations, putting myself in programs, not only just see the front, the front end of the life you want, but see the backstage just like, oh, that's what, that's how you do that. You know, one of my mentors is Lisa Nichols. And so I would go to her conference and I, I would be backstage seeing her run her operation. And I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, it's more than a notion. And it's possible for any of us. And I would have to get the habits of someone who's traveling the globe to have that life. That's it. Taking responsibility is what stuck out to me. So let me be real honest and clear with you right now. Let me be very vulnerable with you right now. When I tell you that every episode of this podcast is really about how God told me to stop running and 
onto this journey of internal transformation as he helps me to experience my own freedom. And one of the things that he has told me recently is that it's time for me to grow up. And all of these words, being responsible, you know, making sure that I'm shifting my habits. This is me just being real clear. And all of this, and my best friend always says this. He always says, if you hear something once, listen, because God is trying to tell you something. But if you hear it again from an unrelated source, that means it's confirmation. And this is just confirmation to me that it is time for me to grow up. It is time for me to really start. And I talked about this on one of my lives the other day about how I've decided that I've got to start taking responsibility for me. I have got to start showing up as the healed version of Ramesha Nicole and not the broken little girl. It's time for me to show up as a grown woman. Right, I can no longer allow the decisions that my five-year-old self to be in the passenger seat. I am 34 years old. I'll be 35 in six months from the day of us recording this. And it's time for me to no longer be that little girl. So what you're saying right now is just confirmation. And so if there is anyone, because I consider me to be your little sister, right? You, I am your, you're my big sister. I'm your little sister. If there is someone, just like the words that you just spoke to me that were confirmation, What are two to three action steps that someone can begin to taking? I know that you talked about responsibility and being intentional, but what are two action steps that someone can begin taking right now, today, as they listen to this episode to shift their mindset from that little girl to that grown woman? Yeah. And the first part is give yourself permission to have big girl dreams. Because that the, the what what the map I talk about getting in the driver's seat, but you won't have the courage to get in the driver's seat until you get hungry for a new destination. Some of us haven't given ourselves permission to really say, "Well, what do I want now?" Because if I'm still chasing the dreams I had when I was a baby girl, then I might still have the same attitude around that, right? If I'm just saying, "Well, it's cool, it's cool for me to have enough to get by," it's cool, like. And so the first thing I would say is, is to give yourself permission to grow your appetite. Because if you grow your appetite, then your habits will have to be in alignment or you're going to stay hungry. That's what happened for me. My appetite grew when I was like, oh, shoot, they got this. You want to go. And I want you to take inventory. And then part of it to really do it, you got to get around some grown women. So if you in a crew of baby girls, you don't even know. There's some people who didn't even know, like, shoot, I'm in baby girl mode until this moment. You're listening, right? I'm sure for both of us, there were moments like, shoot, I'm still in baby girl mode, right? And so the first that's what you did, right? You put yourself in a room with some grown women. That's how we bump shoulders. Yeah. I think for anyone listening, A, you have to follow, feed your desire and say, what do you want now? And not based on like, give yourself the permission of a blank page. And it's okay. You don't, cause it's so important too, particularly if you've been showing up in your life and if you've trained your family and your friends, this is how to interact with me. We all train people. And so if they already treat me like that, you don't, I don't want you to start with people. I want you to start with you. And I want you to think, I think baby girl, one of the things that was one of the most powerful exercises I ever did was that I allowed myself to communicate with my 70 year old self. At the time, the company I previously worked for had been sold. So we needed to roll over 401ks. And at the time too, I wanted, there were some things I wanted. And I was like, well, shoot, look at God, this 401k, I can get some money without a penalty. But then I had to be honest with myself. That wasn't my money. That wasn't 30 at 33 at the time, year old Sharia money. That wasn't my money. That was 70 year old me money. So if I wanted to borrow money from her, I had to talk to her. 
And when I just said and, and meditated saying, wow, what, what, let me commune with my, let me think, I've never even allowed myself to think about me at that age. So I'm thinking about her. And she was like, I'm not here. Like, first of all, and she told me, like, it was real. She was like, well, be considerate that the knees you're walking around with, those are the knees I'm going to have. And I was mm. like, shoot, how am I take care of my body? I'm not going to be baby girl age forever. I'm going to one day be an elder. I'm going to be 70. And so when I really grounded in the fact that one day I'll be 70, it helped grow me up too. Because so often as children, we live in the moment. And part of keep the child wonder, I'm still a good time. I'm joyful. And then I'm also maturing means I own the full breadth of my life. I take responsibility for my choices. And within that understanding, my choices impact my future. And so in doing that and communing with her, it made me think differently. I had never really thought about that. I never thought about, oh, shoot, this is the body I'm going to have when I'm 70. But it yeah. is. He's saying, how am I living? And so once that, she was willing to invest in things that would move us forward. So she told me the type of life she wanted, the type of house. I thought about, they, I, I'm grateful I got relatives on Medicare and Medicaid. Is that how I want to live when I'm in my 70s? And is there even going to be a Social Security when I'm in my, like, girl. And so it grew me up to think yeah. about, actually, I don't have forever to get it together. And she's counting on me. The choices I make. So I'm in here doing my squats. I'm like, let me get these knees. Let me stretch them out. Let me keep this flexibility. Let me be honor the fact that I'm in this season, but I won't always be in this season. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's so good. Talking to your 70 year old. So I've written letters, right? to the future, but I don't think I wrote one to my 60, 70 year old self. So that might be an exercise that I definitely need to engage in. You can even meditate and imagine yourself in that moment, see yourself, and you can get her to write a letter to you too. So I have different versions of me. I write letters. I've written, it's part of healing was writing to baby girl. What does she need to hear? And sometimes I let future versions of me write to me now. And they give me insight. That's like, I'm not consciously thinking. I want to think about my knees. But once she said like, your body going to be my body. I was like, shoot, Lord. Listen, <laughs> and this food that we're ingesting into our bodies, taking care, <laughs> meditating. Three months. I'm like, I got to get it tight for her. I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to always be here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, before we end our time together, because I know I can talk to you forever, but I want to be mindful of your time. I'm going to ask you what's called two truth for freedom questions. Okay. All right. The first one is what does it mean to truly get real and experience freedom? What does it mean to truly get real with yourself and experience freedom? The first part to truly get real, you must first be willing to face up fully to who you are. You must be willing to look directly into the mirror of your soul and say, who am I? Where am I? Why am I? And what's next? And then the freedom piece kicks in because freedom allows you to unapologetically go for the what next. And for many of us, our freedom lives in our ability to let go because a lot of us don't feel free because we have not let go of the past. Yeah, that would be my quick answer. Let me keep it short. <laughs> you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking about the quote by Miles Monroe, and it's it's the book Understanding Your Potential. And he talks about the late Dr. Miles Monroe. He says, Don't be satisfied with who, what, and where you are. And when I started reading that book in Qatar, it began to really shift my understanding and shift my thinking of of who I was, of where I you know, had been and really where I ultimately wanted to go. So that's good. 
That's good. Okay, here's the second one. It's a fill in the blank. So you're going to say, my name is fill in the blank. And the truth about debt is. My name is Sharia. And the truth about debt is that it doesn't have to be something that weighs you down. The truth about debt is that if you count it as an investment into where you're going, then it will free us. But the truth about debt is the only debt we ever actually have is emotional debt. So if you clear the emotional debt, you will clear the financial debt. That's it. I'm not going to shout. So I'm just going to just say thank you. (laughs) Oh, because that was good. (laughs) Thank you for being here, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being my radical sister who is doing radical things in the community, in this world. If the Freedom Fighter community wanted to connect with you, where could they find you? Yes, but you could definitely join our community where I support leaders to own your light and live your legendary life. You can go to shinearmy.com. You can get access to our sweet tea, which is some incredible freebies that help you right now power up in your real life. Because we're recording in 2020 in the midst of a global pandemic. So if there were ever a time from here on out that you should grab all of your power, grab it now. So go over to shinearmy.com and you can follow me on social at Sharia. You can see my name, how to spell it in the bio of this episode. (laughs) And all that will be in the show notes. All right, sis. Thank you so much again for being here. I love you. Thank you. Love you back, sis. And love y'all. I told you it was good, didn't I? I really, really hope that our conversation transformed and shifted your perspective on ways in which you may have been operating from baby girl tendencies and how you can move forward and begin to operate and position yourself as a grown woman. And one of the things that Sharia said during our time together that really stuck out to me was baby girl tendencies is when you're used to things coming to you. But a grown woman puts herself in position to go and get what she wants. Are you ready to put yourself in position to go and get the freedom that you want? Whether that's investing in a health coach, finally taking the chance to invest in a personal trainer, finally taking the step to invest in therapy, finally taking the next step to Pay for the consulting, pay for the course so that you can either go and get the degree, write the book, start the business, and not expecting it to come to you. Are you ready to put yourself in position to go and get the things that you want? Because as Sharia said, you have to give yourself permission to have big girl dreams and to grow your appetite. It is time for us to get hungry for a new destination. And this makes me think about the scripture where it says, you know, a lot of us have been dining on milk, but God doesn't want you to be an immature Christian. God wants you to be a mature Christian and to really, really, really be radical in your faith. If you are ready to be radical in your faith, radical in your freedom, and you want a community of like-minded individuals who are positioning themselves as grown women, then I highly recommend that you come and join the Freedom Fighter community because this is a space of women who are 
working on striving to become the best free version of themselves. They are showing up for themselves. They are becoming bolder. They are becoming more and more free. And so if you want to be in a safe space of like-minded individuals, then come and join our free Facebook community. You can find us over again on Facebook at Freedom Fighter Community. Well, Freedom Fighters, that concludes Season 2, Episode 4 here on Real Talk with Ramesha Nicole Podcast. Was that real or what? On today's episode, we discussed how to go from baby girl to grown woman and steps you can take as you go to the next level of maturity on your freedom journey by learning how to put yourself in position to make grown woman moves. On the next episode, I'll be doing a solo bonus episode where I'll be talking about how to break free from control by finally releasing the grip in your hands and how trust is the foundation of it all. You definitely don't want to miss, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review while you're there. Until next time, continue to get real with yourself in order to experience true debt freedom from the inside out by keeping in mind this principle. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free.